welcome back to Rock and Ramble Podcast. You're here with your host, Andrea. And Victoria. And today is no surprise because we have the episodes labeled, <laughs> but we are going to be <laughs> talking about bad company. It's all part of my rock and roll fantasy. So, bad company. All right. So they're an English band um, formed oh, in 19... 19- yeah. <laughs> you already blew my mind. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's a lot I didn't know about this band. Um, I mean, Seriously. I there's a few songs I already knew, but I didn't uh-huh. realize like how influential... Mm, I guess a little bit influential they are. I, I didn't realize okay. like how far reaching they were. Um, right. So the main members, I'm going to say main members because like many of the bands we've covered, it changes quite a bit especially towards the end um but the main members are paul rogers who's the lead singer um mick ralphs who's guitarist boz burrell who is bass mm-hmm. and vocals and simon kirk who is the drummer um there's two other singers who come in and then then there's other musicians kind of added and taken away further down the line but those are the four main ones especially as the early years and the formation of the band so formed in 1973 but something that this band has come up before um, in one of our previous episodes, um, you and I spoke when we just spoke about um, White Snake. So Paul Rogers was offered the lead, sing- lead singer role in Deep Purple in 1973, oh. and he considered it, but he didn't feel like he really fit as much. Which it was a good choice to not, because he ended up going on to do something else. But yeah, so yeah, and Deep Purple just David came Co- up. Yeah. yeah, David Coverdale got the spot then. Mm-hmm. And oh. yeah, and but. Rogers, Paul Rogers, and Simon Kirk, the drummer, were both in a band called Free, which I will bring up further down in the podcast, or in the episode, sorry. But um, they were both in a band called Free, which is more of like a blues rock band. And the bassist and vocals, he was in a band called King Crimson, which had a lot of Mm -hmm. other members off and on, so he's one of many. Mm -hmm. But Mick Ralphs left the band Mott the Hoople, so um he was in yeah he was in that band and then left and became part of bad company what the heck so i always thought mott the hoople just sounds like such a yeah i feel like it sounds like a a quirky indie band Um, like from like the 2010s or something yeah like like the juno era or something that's what it makes me think of yeah um reliant k hold on this is reliant k going off on a tangent but yeah that's like craig's favorite band um so bear with Mm -hmm. me matt hoops okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm way off yeah reliant k has a guy named matt hoops but every time i hear mott the hoople yeah um i always think of reliant k nice because i think of reliant k a lot recently (laughs) (laughs) i said go away um go ahead I did think of Reliant K, but I didn't think of them as the whole band. But uh, as we talked about a minute ago before this recording was Stranger Things. Every time they talk about Hawkins, Indiana, I I always think of Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah. Uh, So Paul Rogers, Mick Ralphs, Boz Burrell, Simon Kirk formed in 1973. And Paul Rogers is kind of known as like the main person gathering these people um obviously the other ones were willing but he's kind of the spearhead in all this and they Mm -hmm. he wanted to name themselves bad company because of a book about like morals from the victorian era it showed a picture of an innocent kid looking up at somebody Mm -hmm. who's like meant to be like a bad person 
and the caption was beware of bad company and so that like was really intriguing to him so he wanted to name it that and um his label and manager were trying to convince him to do like anything else and he stuck to it and yeah so name stuck and they happened to be the first band signed to led zeppelin's record label swan song and yeah. also, Led Zeppelin's manager, Peter Grant, um, is also their manager. So they have a lot of ties here and there with Led Zeppelin. And mm-hmm. they even used um, a mobile studio that Led Zeppelin owned for their first album. So lots of ties, like I said. And this is not related to the label. But something I thought was interesting was the bassist, Boz Burrell, was like one of many people mm-hmm. to try to um, be the bassist of this band. And they were like kind of like you know, not really excited to hear him because they didn't like the band King Crimson. And they heard him play and they loved it immediately. And he had only been playing the bass for about 18 months uh-huh. at this point. So he just, then they're like, oh, you, like it's you. So I thought that was pretty cool to be like, I mean, we've talked nice. about that with other people. Like, wow, they just like picked it up and we're just talented. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. And then some not so much like Nikki Six. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't keep a beat, apparently. Um, Yeah. At first, obviously, he got better. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so their first album, they released their first album in 1974, and it's a self-titled album, so it's called Bad Company. And Mm -hmm. it's a huge debut. Some of the big songs from it are Can't Get Enough, Bad Company, Moving On, Ready for Love, and Rocksteady. And Ready for Love is actually a cover of... um, Mata Hoople song. Yeah, but Bad Company. So I, I like the Can't Get Enough song, but Bad Company is one of my favorite songs by them. Okay, so after that one, that one was a huge success. Great debut for this band. And yeah. their second album comes out in 1975. So again, back-to-back albums. And this one's called Straight Shooter. And this one is also does really well. And the two biggest songs are probably the ones they're most well-known for. Um, Feel Like Making Love, which I think is the first song that Uh. I knew to assign to this band. Like, the other songs I had probably heard, but this Mm -hmm. song was, I immediately knew Bad Company was, you know, the band name. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, What bass, I guess. Yeah. And Shooting Star, which is a totally different vibe, but that's another... Mm -hmm great song and how does that one go the one it's like johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first beatles song and it's like the story of this little boy who has who aspires to become a rock and roll star and he does and it's like to his demise because at the end it talks about like you know johnny died one let me think johnny died one night um with a whiskey bottle and sleeping tablets by his bed. And Aww. yeah, so, and he's quoted, Paul Rogers, who is one of the main songwriters of the band, um, he was quoted mm-hmm. saying, actually, the song is about all the casualties of rock music because there have been way too many. And, yeah, you know, speaking of Hendrix and Joplin and Jim Morrison <clears throat> and one of his bandmates from that initial band that I told you called Free, um, Paul oh. Kossoff, Kossoff? Um, who also passed away really young. And so it was, you know, talking about someone who wanted to get into this, like, rock and roll lifestyle, but then ultimately it leads to, like, an untimely death because 
yeah of that didn't know what they were getting into exact lifestyle yeah and the feel like making love song he actually started writing that song when he was 18 and oh it was supposed to be more country sounding originally because a lot of this band is based in like a little bit of blues and some country sounds and this song was originally supposed to be more country sounding until he shared it with mick who's the guitarist and um Mm -hmm. he came up with that 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 very recognizable (laughs) part and so that kind of took it to a different direction um and obviously it was like a good choice because yeah it's still really well known so yeah those first two albums and in a lot of interviews it's, they say this too but it's kind of they kind of peaked with those first two albums they definitely right. had other had success with their next few albums but those first two albums were like you know right away great songs paul rogers was just doing just on a roll as far as songwriting um mm-hmm. their third album was the very next year 1976 called run with the pack it went to number five in the charts so like i said like still successful but didn't have as much staying power as the first two albums and those singles and the very next year their fourth album was called mm-hmm. burn in sky went to number 15 Pumped so out. yeah so again that one yeah. did pretty well but mm-hmm. still not as many sing singles like recognizable it's like to us in these days and the drummer simon kirk he even says like that cocaine kind of had so much to do with the band's downfall because he said uh, their first two albums they really weren't messing with that and they should have just like stuck to drinking pints and mm-hmm. like you know vodka here and there but they he even says like those first two albums were it like that's where we yeah. were really on and then after that and we've talked about that with other bands like you know then they get into the drugs and it just kind of goes downhill for many yeah maybe not all but for many and so that's in 1977 their next album is two years later so in 1979 and this one has one that is really you know, still really well known as Rock and Roll Fantasy, which is the one we just sang mm. in the beginning. Um, so that one, and then there's one that I didn't know until I heard it. So maybe you know it. It's called Gone, Gone, Gone. I don't know if you want to listen to it, but that's another big song from this album. And those are the two biggest ones from this Isn't album. Isn't that a John Mayer song? Or did he cover it? Mm, I don't know. But no, you're not gone, gone. No. Um, no, that's Dreaming with a Broken Heart, if that's the one you're singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> when you're dreaming with a broken Yeah, that's another good song, a good song, though. Um, yeah, so right away they have five albums, and this is all in the 70s still. So mm-hmm. haven't really happened in the 80s, but it, after this one, Rogers, Paul Rogers, the lead singer, left the band in 1982 because... Mm-hmm. He was the only one with kids at that time, I guess, and just kind of was oh. like, I need to take a break from this and like be with my family and like kind of right. not really leave the band, but just kind of like pause or like not leave music and stuff. Just wanted to pause this like crazy lifestyle that they had. And mm-hmm. he went on to have a solo career that was like super successful. Um, but he, so in 1986, to 1996 um ralph's the guitarist and kirk the drummer they kind of reached out to him to use 
the name Bad Company? Like, can we still be making music? And Rogers is quoted saying that um, he approved, but he wasn't really happy about it. And he, quote, says, but in the end, I agreed thinking that they would move forward with integrity. I was wrong. So he does not like Mm. the albums that they came out with. And so albums 7 through 12, like, that's a lot of albums. And those are all Mm -hmm. without him. So... In 1986, there's one called Fame and Fortune. In 1988, there's one called Dangerous Age. 1990, Holy Water. 92, Here Comes Trouble. 95, Company of Strangers. And then Stories Told and Untold. So it's just like tons of music. And it's they're not successful commercially compared to what they were when he was in the band. And they're not well-reviewed mm-hmm. either. They're just like kind of grasping mm-hmm. at straws there. So there's different singers. Um Brian Howe is a singer from 1986 to 1994. And then someone else, Robert Hart, is from 94 to 98, um, the singer. But eventually, Mm -hmm. Rogers kind of goes back. But this is, okay, the timeline at this part gets really twisted. Like, it's hard because there's so many, like, overlapping. And then he does this part and this part in different bands. So I'm just going to kind of stick with, like, one main part. And... I didn't know this, and maybe you did, but Rogers, so he was did a solo career. He was also in a band called The Firm. He was also in a band called The Law, but <sighs> but he toured with Queen as Queen plus Paul Rogers, not to replace Freddie Mercury, but to sing Queen songs with the band. So he was on tour with them for quite a while, and oh. he's on a double live album with them called Return of the Champions by Queen plus Paul Rogers. Like, it has both of their names on there. And they even released another album called The Cosmos Rocks. And it's by Queen and Paul Rogers. Is Like, that's who it's attributed to. And according to Brian May, who's the guitarist for Queen, Paul right. was one of Freddie Mercury's vocal heroes. So What? Yeah. So they were like, I, I guess Gosh. Paul Rogers like hopped on. At, I, I can't remember now. Shoot, I should have written it down. If it was like in a festival or an award show or something. And he just like mm-hmm. played one song with them and it was supposed to be just like a a one-time thing. But the girlfriend at the time was like, wow, like that was cool. <laughs> Y'all just mm-hmm. like need a drummer to be able to, you know, really make this stick. And they were like, oh, yeah, we could do that. And we could. yeah, I guess Brian May, they were like, you know what? Freddie loved him. Like this would be Aww. really interesting. And Paul yeah, Rogers cool. in so many different um like of the articles and interviews i read his vocal talent is talked about so much and i think he was like number 55 on the rolling stones like greatest vocalists of all time which i was like oh wow wow. like i mean the songs are really good to me but i didn't know like the high esteem that he was held in vocally yeah um so that was yeah i'm gonna have to go back and listen and like see because there's got to be like range yeah, to, so one thing yeah. is his, um, what did they say, like expressive quality, the the power, the expressive quality, and just, oh, well, there was another adjective that I was like, huh, I, I don't know, I guess it's a good one. I just was like, oh, didn't know that. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so apparently they're, he's just like really, really respected in that sense. Um, that's awesome yeah and so, especially to be freddie mercury's i know like, hero yeah hero, and that when, is when he stopped insane. um working with queen it wasn't so much like 
um, like egos or, you know, it was just more like his, his style wasn't so much of like the queen style, like considering Mm -hmm. like queen now has Adam Lambert, who is very like showy and about the, you know, the showmanship of it. Whereas Paul Rogers isn't really, even though he does have so much talent and they both parties knew like, this isn't like a permanent thing. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm having a lot of fun and mm-hmm. let's, and that's why he was never like, it was never like queen. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he was never part of the band. It was queen plus Paul yeah, Rogers. It was, and that was always sure. the intention. So I thought that was um, really interesting. Cause it's like, what? I had no idea. Um, yeah. I would have never put those two together. Yeah. And so they have toured and, as recently as 2019, and they toured a few times with Leonard Skinnerd, who we have also just covered oh. a few episodes back now. Um, so, like, Leonard Skinnerd with Ronnie Van Zant or post? No, post. Uh, it would, like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that's more, you're it's, talking about, like, recent 2019, touring. yeah. So it's with... Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if you meant before. The younger brother, okay. Johnny, so, right? Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And so right now, Boz Burrell um, died in 06 of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Brian Howe died in 2020, who was one of the singers for a little while. The others are all still doing all right in their 60s. Most of them are in their 70s, though. So. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's – I know that was, like, fast and furious. <laughs> but yeah. that – I think they kind of were. It seems like their peak – was like all in the 70s especially the early-ish 70s and then they the band kind of went another direction for a while and really only the drummer stayed consistently in the band only interesting that was the only one other than that people Uh went and came back and went and came back and Mm -hmm. so he was the only constant there um yeah so we're already at well, the one-hit wonder spotlight. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it's just interesting because I always thought that Bad Company was like an 80s band. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just always thought they were like one of the, almost like the glam metal bands is oh, how okay. they always looked in my head. See, um, I can't even maybe really because of picture the music. them. Yeah, I, I could never even picture them. So I don't remember ever seeing a music video or anything like that. So I didn't Mm-mm. really have anything visually there. But the sound definitely is more 70s. But I probably also, just like you, w- would have been like 70s and 80s. And they did have music yeah. in the 80s. But the more well-known music is in the 70s, which if I go back and, you know, listen to it in that light, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because if you hear it, it's very, it's it's more, like I mentioned earlier, like the blues rock or like a little bit of a southern rock and Mm -hmm. not so much like glam or you know any of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that i've noticed um but yeah it is yeah yeah that i blues must be like a really fun genre to play Mm -hmm. because there's so many of artists like so many of the artists that we covered Mm-hmm. have like transitioned into a blues mm-hmm. like feel and so I wonder if that's just like a really fun like so Craig plays bass um and he like I said he does like a 90s cover band Zoo Dust and he plays bass and he sings but for him he really enjoys playing like funk 
like mm. the bow, 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 the like bow, really bow, bow, like, like distinct bass lines, right? Like yes, yeah. He he loves that, and, it, and especially in the past couple of years, he's gotten really into um, like the funk sound, and so he likes. Um, Who's it? Like Dua Lipa has been like <gasps> oh, has yes. like the really funk sounding, and so he really likes. I the really like songs. her most recent album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be that one because it's like um, Levitate and mm-hmm. whatever the other one is that um, There's it's a, got like a really yeah. heavy bass line, mm-hmm. um, real funky sounding, like seventies, almost like disco mm-hmm. is what I I think of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's super into that. So I know that's more fun for him to play. So I'm wondering if. Maybe blues is like a, a kind of a fun in that sense for these guys. Like the because yeah. maybe you can riff like just jam. Maybe I mean I feel like I don't know. Me being in my like what musical <laughs> oblivion over here. Like I mm-hmm. don't know. I I don't mm-hmm. always know. Like oh I can hear the influence of this or that. So like hearing that <laughs> no. this has like blues influence shouldn't surprise me but it does because mm-hmm. there's i don't know i don't know how to explain it i'm just like oh okay well it says blues and blues can be a lot of different sounds Dip, not yeah. just one like this is blues and that's it so boom 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 i boom, just kind of take boom. them at their word for it. yeah um but yeah so that brings me we're at our one hit wonder already and i thought it was a cool tie-in so my one hit wonder is all right now when they're like oh all right yes yeah Yeah. that is by the band free which is the band paul rogers and simon park were in together and they had several albums but this was their only hit so remember when we talk about one hit wonder doesn't mean it's their only good song it just means it's their only Mm -hmm. charting like hit and most well known for and right so they were in a band together uh really young like some band members i think were in their teens when they started the band um and it was written this song was written after a show so they'd already released two albums and they were in a show in england and the audience was mm, less than enthusiastic about the band like not like booing them off the stage but just not really hyped up and before i think the drummer even says like the clapping the applause had already died down before he was even off his like drum kit and walking off the stage so it's like really like i i yeah. can't imagine like awkward silence like well you know well we're done and they were like you know that was pretty That's it, rough folks. yeah they yeah. all agreed like that was not the greatest way to end um so mm-hmm. backstage from that show the basis of the group of that specific group was andy fraser fraser and he's saying all right now and paul rogers who goes on to be the songwriter and lead singer of bad company mm-hmm. he began coming up with lyrics um and so the bassist started working on the music right then and it was done in like 20 minutes and <laughs> made it onto their third album which was released in 1970 so three years before bad companies formed and it went to number two in the uk number four on the billboard hot 100 so it did well oh, and yeah yeah so he's part of a one-hit wonder band <laughs> that is interesting you're really good at like tying your one-hit wonders in whereas i'm just like randomly pull them out of the sky <laughs> i think i've only done that on and this one <laughs> two no three now because of spirit in the sky yeah no oh four yeah and lizzie because i did 
Yeah. Huh, well, maybe I am. But um, See, I told you. <laughs> I wasn't able to do it for Guns N' Roses, but um, uh, well, thank well. you. I'm glad you noticed. I don't know why I do that voice when someone gives me a compliment. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sire. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Master has given Dabby a sock. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so something about Bad Company that we talked about with, I think it was in the Scorpions episode, um, like how when they have foreign accents Mm -hmm. but we can't tell right (laughs) so like i had no idea that bad company was Mm -hmm. would you say they're like british right they're english like yeah yeah, they're english like i can't um i'm i'm playing the songs in my head and i'm like i would have never guessed that they had accents um or what you know access to us Mm -hmm. um and that just like foreigner i mean so many of them even david coverdale white snake mm-hmm. never knew didn't oh. know um couldn't tell and sometimes like uh so uh, scorpions i mean i could i knew that they were german just because i knew that i guess since i had known who the scorpion or scorpions were mm-hmm. and you can you can hear it in in their songs and you can hear his and I think that's kind of the allure of their songs too, is like the his accent plus the the melody, if you will, like of the of the song. So it, it all works together to create this really nice sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like David Coverdale and this guy Paul Rogers, like no no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was gonna say like Ed, Ed Sheeran. Um, he is one to me that you can clearly tell because like yeah. it, there's one song that something about grass and he's like gross <laughs> <laughs> and um just like some of his I'm sorry what? it shouldn't have made me laugh that much it wasn't that much <laughs> just <what> you say. <laughs> gross <laughs> sorry uh but I've I've always um I've it's a good song and I I don't know which one it is but I've always like I'm like oh yeah he's English that's right mm-hmm. um so it's it's clear to hear but it's interesting just how how we can't always hear that in the music right yeah I always thought that was interesting thanks for listening and go ahead and find us on Instagram at Rock and Rumble Podcast and on Facebook also at Rock and Rumble Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify if you're not listening to us there already. We do have playlists up um, of each band that we've talked about. We're adding songs, and we also will have a one-hit wonder playlist, so you can just have them going as we discuss, and we'll add for each new episode. Follow us. Like us. Please like us. um comment tell us what band you want to hear next or if there's anything that you didn't know and just found out and if you've shared any information and been like oh guess what i just found out that would be really cool too because that's exciting to kind of geek out together about yeah bands we love all right so thanks again for listening go ahead what real quick um something that else that is really cool is we can get like statistics on like who's listening where and we have like 85% of our listeners are in the United States uh but 
it's so cool because I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently we have listeners in the UK and like Switzerland, Mexico, Philippines, Germany, even Japan, Canada, Spain, France. So if you're listening in a country outside of the US, that's awesome. And like, how did you hear about us? Yeah. Will you, will you just like, yeah, like let us know, talk to us. Cause we, we want to talk to you guys and, and our U.S. listeners, obviously, thank you for listening as well. It, it just kind of blows my mind that we have, it blows my mind that we have listeners in general, <laughs> but, but that we have listeners outside of our own country is just like super cool to me. Um, so if you are listening to this and you're not in the U.S., um, thank you again and let us know how you found us, because um, I'm pretty sure all of our U.S. listeners are related to us somehow. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm blown away that there would be people um, listening to this beyond our own, you know, country. So yeah, thank you crazy. guys. And yeah, and we are over halfway to a thousand downloads which again yeah. is, is mind-blowing we're like almost at 600 downloads that's and awesome. so yeah we'll have to do something to celebrate when we get to a thousand so keep downloading keep liking yeah and we love right. you guys thank you until next time rock out and ramble on bye